I want to get back to that conversation, uh, Casey, but I want to get Aldrin J in here. 916-909. Oh, Is this the first time we heard from Aldrin J on the phone? No, I think it's the first time in a while. Okay. All right. Aldrin J, what's happening, baby? Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, man. What's up with you? So I just want to give another shout-out to the ladies of Sac State for making mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament for the yeah. first time in school history. Yes, sir. And yeah. um, it got me thinking of a question y'all kind of asked last year. Um, what would happen first, the Kings making the playoffs or Sac State making the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I guess both are happening in the same year, boys. Did we ask that? Is I that, is that a shoot? Oh, wow. I think I think wow. we were referring to the men's that's program, right. but it's still. That's still, all right. Sa- still. If, the, if it was Sac State in the NCAA yeah. tournament, well, it happened. They got it. It happened. They got By it. By the way, I'd put my money on coach patrick being near oh, the top of that sky <laughs> it's uh, coming sky conference i'll tell you right now he told you y'all he had to go make a visit he ain't stopping until it's yeah. done yeah no doubt he's he got work until it's him. done but yeah no that's that's awesome that's dope and i was so i went back uh and, and watched you know the end of the game and, mm-hmm. and everything um i was so happy for for those ladies and what yeah. they achieved and what they were able to do uh, Coach Campbell, what he was able to do, the assistant coaches, all of them. Oh, so happy for them, man. Like, I'm a, I'm really big, and maybe this is why I love, like, championship week and all this other stuff. I'm, like, really big on these these teams and these players achieving goals. It always uh, warms my heart. It makes me feel so good because, you know, I know you've been around it. You know the grind that goes into starting a season, setting goals, and everything that you got to do, and when when people actually and teams actually achieve those goals and see them through, it's just a great moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I know they, you know, who knows what they thought at the beginning of the season, but there was some point early in the season like, hey, we're really good. Like we might be able to do this, and it became a reality. And for them to actually achieve that and to see that moment. I loved it, man. I absolutely loved it. That was so cool to see. Indeed it was. Uh, indeed it was. Uh, our man Michael says, I just hope Sac State doesn't open against South Carolina. <laughs> well, I don't think that they would, but even if they did, yo, just get out there and play ball. So I'm going to look again real quick. <laughs> Bear with me. Last time I saw Bracketology, which mm-hmm. was maybe two or three days ago, this was before the um, before the tournament, the Big Sky Tournament ended. They had Northern Arizona going up against Utah in Utah. Now, I say that saying they assumed Northern Arizona was going to win the Big Sky. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> How about that for assumptions? So it hasn't, it hasn't been updated. It's still Northern Arizona, the 15th seed, uh, against the two-seed Utah in Salt Lake City. So, so perhaps you the just most, assume the most Sac telling thing is the 15. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you assume that, eliminates, that Sac State yeah. slides into that spot, they could be going to Salt Lake City facing Utah. And that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, that also eliminates South Carolina because there ain't no way no, they get to no, see. No, no. South Carolina, they got Chattanooga. <laughs> or what region is Utah? Is that, well, there it, is it projected as the – they're they're in the the they're in the same bracket, the same region as South Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. 
Utah is the two seed in that South Carolina. I forget. The women do selection Sunday too now, right? Yeah. Or is it Saturday? It should be. Because they used to do it Monday. It used to be selection Monday, mm-hmm. but they moved it. It might, might be Saturday I thought they now. did. Yeah, I thought they did Sunday. I thought they did Maybe it right they do after Sunday. the men. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they do Sunday. Um, yeah. I just know they don't do it on Monday anymore. Yeah, they from this bracketology, nobody's coming to Stanford. Well, you know that's fine. Nobody should be. The, 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 that but was not even not even in the because well, obviously it's home home sites. Yeah, the first two, but not even in the second one. No, they shouldn't be. Selfishly, I kind of want to. No, I I, I got you, but the, I, no, I got you, but the, the, the Duke should not be coming to Stanford. Like Duke, Duke is not a scrub. Yeah, you play I, closer I to home. I agree. You, you know what's a potential? Unfortunately, uh, that probably means you're in the South Carolina region. Well, no, you know, in this bracketology, you know what's a potential Sweet Sixteen matchup? Duke and Tennessee. No. Oh, who? Duke and them Hawkeyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Ooh wee. Okay. That'd right. be crazy I'm with in that. Iowa City. Yeah, I'm with that. Uh, yeah, or I'm not with in that. Iowa City. No, I don't know where that uh, – I take that back. I think it's in Seattle. I don't know. I don't know where that regional is. They just have the the first home sites. But Are they really trying to send Duke to the West? Okay. Well, if you're going to send Duke to the West anyway, send him to Stanford. I can go to Stanford. I'm not going to – You're not going to – I'm not going to Seattle. <laughs> no. You ever been to Seattle? I have. I never been. Oh, you went to WrestleMania. Oh no, you I didn't. You, I you didn't go to WrestleMania. I didn't. Uh, have an unused ticket somewhere. Um, no, but I I was there for. I mean, I saw. I I, I think it was Sun, uh, Connecticut Sun, and Seattle Storm, mm-hmm. and then walked over to the to the stadium and watched Cowboys Seahawks mm. in I think Russell Wilson's second game. Mm. Game was slow as hell. Marshawn Lynch ran ran a uh, ran the ball in late to kind of. I don't think they went ahead with it, but they secured. It was like, yeah. all right, Seahawks are winning, and I I learned what that Seattle noise was about, man. Oh, it turned the speakers up. Man, let me tell you something. Them people <laughs> in Seattle were delightful. Those, those were those, those were good, welcoming fans. They one were accommodating. One of these days, it'll be Kings Sonics in Seattle. We got to go up there. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into Seattle, and I'm gonna walk through there like Shawn Michaels when they threw the beer on him. I'm like, ah. oh, like Shawn <sighs> Michaels in Canada. <laughs> hey, uh, I looked at some other information real quick about this sack. You gonna put thing. the Seattle state flag up your nose too, <laughs> and all the various other things that he did with the Canadian flag. Um, so I'm looking at this bracketology even more, and they actually have Sac State in here, and they have Sac State. It's weird so, because they got Northern Arizona as an automatic qualifier and Sac State as automatic qualifier. That's bizarre. But how does that work? Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about. But they have Sac State as a 13 seed playing UCLA in Los Angeles okay. in round one. So that's even better. Yeah. 13 seed. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll find out. So we'll see what all this means. Yeah, we'll find out this weekend. Uh, I'm excited for them uh, for sure. Uh, before we went to Aldrin, we were talking the relation, potential relation between 
uh, the Phoenix Suns and and the Sacramento Kings. And I think people are so the, the Phoenix Suns of a couple of years ago mm. uh, when they made their turnaround and their run to the NBA Finals. And I think everyone is so well. We know the end result, and that can't possibly be what the Sacramento Kings are doing. Mm. Well, as good as Phoenix was that year, who thought they were going to the NBA Finals? Mm. Who thought they were that good? Remember, it was the cute little A and O, nine and O. Six and zero. I don't even remember what the number was. It was nine and zero in the bubble. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, it's cool. Monty Williams got all right. What's that mean? <laughs> Who knows? And then, <laughs> and it's also funny too, as I as I say that, because we're quick to like trash the bubble championship mm-hmm. and kind of throw that away. Well, let's not forget the circumstances uh, uh, in which the next season started. They were. It was a a rapid turnaround. Mm-hmm. And I think fans started getting let in, like percentages of fans started getting let in in February, March, April, depending on like what area of the country yeah, you lived in. Yeah. So it, you don't have <laughs> to time. you don't have to throw that season out, but let's bring full context to it. It was a quick turnaround from the bubble. It was a shortened season, and a lot of it was played. In empty venues. Yeah, there's some other things that went on went along there that draw some parallels that I, I want to talk about when we get back. Okay, well you're gonna have to you're gonna have to hold it like a James Ham sneeze because <laughs> uh, Olivia about <laughs> to join us. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Olivia Christian back from spring training. Uh, I'm sure she'll have plenty to say uh, regarding uh, the Sacramento Kings and where they are right now. We'll talk to her and about her spring training experience. Can't wait to talk baseball. <laughs> but WBC's coming. Stop playing. Don't do that. We'll Don't talk. do that. We'll talk Kings. Don't do that. When D'Lo and Casey return <laughs> here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D'Lo and Casey. D'Lo and Casey continues on ESPN 1320. As we uh, wait to connect with Maybach. It's a damn Southern California internet, man. It don't work. Did you know uh, what happened three years ago today? Three years ago today. What year is this? Let's start. It's 2020. Well, no, I can tell you definitively. (laughs) I have no idea what happened in February. Well, oh, wait a minute. February, March March 9th, 2020. I know what happened March 9th, 1997. What was that? Oh, yeah. I I, I heard the year. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, Um, 2020. No, no, March 9th, 2020. Re- no. Rudy Gobert touched the mics. Oh, for goodness sakes. Hey, old March dog. March 9th, hey. 2020. And two days later. Oh, yeah, that adds up. Everything. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Shack ass. Hey, is there someone in your house? Why? Did you see something? Well, I, I, it, it was when you got up. I, I, I saw, like, there was a reflection on the door. I was like, hey, who's in old dog's house? Uh, are they are they here uh, with us right now? No, no, I can't see the reflection. I think you're safe. I didn't see anyone sneaking upstairs, just for the record. Oh, but it, it it also could have been you. Is it? It's it's like a, <laughs> it it's also, like the guy in Billy Jean. <laughs> it was just like the guy in Billy Jean. Yes, just the steps light up, the reflections pop up. What the hell's going on here? The video didn't make any sense. No, no sir, one, I was about no to one, ask you. Do you know what that means? No meant? one will acknowledge that video. Made oh, it's a landscape changing video. Why? 
Like, I get it's Mike, it's leather, it's lights, but what does this video mean? Like, no Mike, Mike low-key stalker in the video. Pull back the sheets, there's nobody. In, like, what, what? What happened? That's my favorite Michael Jackson song. You've mentioned that. Yeah. It's, butterflies might be second. Those probably Ooh, I love crack my top five. <laughs> you sleeping on butterflies. I'm not sleeping on butterflies. It's a top five Michael Jackson song. It's not. Shout out Marsha Ambrosia. Wow, that's my girl. All right. How was spring training, O? It was really fun. It was not as warm as I had hoped it would be. It's been around like 58 or so in L.A. for a while. We went mm. to Scottsdale, and I think it jumped to 65. Mm. Who's we? Me and my imaginary boyfriend. That, okay, that's that's, that's 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 what I was with getting her, at. This, with her this, Billie this, Jean boyfriend. This her Billie the, the lights Jean. just nobody's she, there. Lights she's just got the Billie up. Jean boyfriend walks and just the <laughs> lights shine. That's that's fine. He asked me to get a tattoo, and I was like, "Well, do you want to break up or?" Oh, oh no. Well, all right. Um, well, no. I, well, we're thankful you didn't get a tattoo. We're also. I'm just. That, <laughs> The hell with your internet. That's that's pretty much what I can say. Is we're we're, we're gonna try this, but we're gonna try. If you, I, I don't know if call, it's this. Call, I don't know if this con. I don't know if it's the concrete mansion that you have, or these horrible internet providers in Southern California. But <laughs> they they about on my last. Spectrum nerve. Spectrum needs to step their game up. Spectrum is that who it is? Spectrum. Yeah, they're the Xfinity of. LA. Oh, no. I gotcha. Or maybe Xfinity's down there now. I don't know, but it used to be Spectrum. This stuff operates. It is. Spectrum and, and T Mobile are like the only ones you can get down here. T Mobile. That don't even sound like an internet I don't want to have. <laughs> T Mobile? <laughs> T Mobile? Like I don't I don't I don't think that's an internet I'd ever want to try. <laughs> Hey, what's this email? Elon Casey brought to you by T-Mobile. Well, that, hey, now, now I can be bought. Everybody's got a price. The game last night brought to you by T-Mobile Internet. Hey. It works for your five favorite websites, and that's it. That's what y'all remember about your Go, favorite five. I'll get you a new sidekick here what today. <laughs> oh, and Casey. Olivia, did you have a sidekick? No, I didn't have a sidekick. Oh, Steffi Game, you went outside, maybe I go. Although I think she's told us before she wasn't outside. No, she wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she, she. I was a very good girl until about a couple years ago. No, you still like, are. To this day. Like, go, like going outside doesn't mean you bad. Yeah, you still are to this day. The way that Casey said going outside yeah, he always makes it weird. Outside, it was at the skating ring. What you want me to do? And that's always what he's well, referring to as the skating ring. That's what well, then if that's, what, if that's what going outside is, I was always at the skating ring. Well, Aloha in San Jose. Then. You was outside. That was the place to be. Can Everybody had a birthday at Aloha. It was dope. We no, we didn't do birthdays. We did straight night session. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. You acting like NWA was performing there. Knock it off. Sometimes it felt that way. <laughs> Cal skate. Like, let me, mom, where are you? Gotta get to the car. <laughs> um, Olivia, we got a big game tonight. It's the uh, Sacramento Kings and the New York Knicks. How do you expect me to not laugh when you do that? <laughs> Sorry, I was it's, looking for some black jelly beans. See, I think was, they rolled under the couch. It, it would have been professional of me to ignore, but uh, Olivia kept ducking out of the screen. I thought you were sneezing. Um a big game on national television tonight. The Sacramento Kings, uh, the New York Knicks. We missed you last week, man, but things keep rolling. Uh, things keep rolling for for the Sacramento Kings. 
Yeah, I'm excited for tonight's game. I'm excited for the rest of the country mm. to get a longer glimpse at the Kings. They get, you know, little spurts and stops and starts on Sports Center here, or there. People randomly like, oh, I guess they're doing pretty well. And then we go on to another LeBron story. But tonight is the night. My brother is a hardcore Warriors fan from way back in the day. So, mm. Kenny, in case you're going, he wasn't part of Dub Nation. Like, he was a part of it. He loved it when we sucked. We used those Pepsi cans to go to Great America on a discount and to go to Warriors games on a discount Shut when up, they were up, trying up. to recruit people from the crowd. So he's hardcore long time. And he was the other day was like, wow, I've been watching more Kings games. They're so fun to watch. Mm. And I'm like, yes, this is what we've been saying. It's not just that they're winning. It's their playing style. It's, you know, how they, they express their joy for being able to play with each other and each other having random nights where, you know, Monk goes off, Domas goes, like whoever it is, they're always all so excited for one another and it's infectious. And I think that is why, um, I mean, TNT and NBA, they couldn't ignore it anymore. We're second place. There's no reason why we can't be on national television right now. We could have been months ago, should have been months ago. Um, but yeah, tonight's going to be a fun game and I'm excited to see how everybody matches up. I love that TNT couldn't ignore it anymore. They couldn't ignore us anymore. <laughs> they were tired of Kings fans tweeting about putting them on national TV. They're like, okay, 176 points later, yeah. let's go ahead See, and put them I, on. I think that's what happened. I think because it happened the morning after 176. Yeah. And they're like, did you see what happened with the Kings and Clippers last night? That was fantastic. I can't wait till we have them on. And they looked and wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait a minute. We, wait. We don't have them on at all. Wait, wait a minute. ESPN could have had this instead of the Suns and the Thunder last night. <laughs> By the way, only one of us was at that game live. Well, this is true. Yes, this is true. And we, I have to admit, to since then we haven't. I know. Well, the game, the 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 show that I was on before the game, obviously it's Thursday. I go, the game was on a Friday night. I announced that the Kings had never lost in my presence. Mm. And then to sit there, I was freaking out. I'm like, I jinxed myself. I sit here and told everybody that whenever I go, they win. But when those final seconds were happening and um, Monk took that shot that took us to overtime, I turned to Jason. I was like, we're going to overtime. I just mm. had that feeling. And he, obviously he made it. I did not think we were going to a second overtime. I did go get a second hot dog just to kind of reassure <laughs> fans. And, uh, and it worked out. The hot dogs, Olivia. that whole scene works for me, and it works for the king, so I'm going to keep doing it. Let Olivia. <laughs> strong, strong Kamara vibes there with that take. Strong, strong Kamara vibes with that. Hey, but we'll take it because the Kings won both of those games. Absolutely. And, and, and what, was there a lot of Kings fans there? I know people who were there saying, like, there was it was audible. I think Malik Monk after the game was like, yo, we heard him out there, but I couldn't really tell on the broadcast. Was there a lot out there? I feel like there are fewer there than there were at the Lakers game when they won in that stunning fashion. It was a bit louder. Um, Russell Westbrook was playing at that time, and he got some Kings fans kicked out. I don't know what they said to him, but he was like, no, y'all, go get him. So um, maybe the Kings fans are trying to be a little bit quieter this game, but I didn't hear as many fans out there. But they were consistent. They were lighting the beam, first quarter, second quarter. like they They were into the game. But it didn't seem as many were around me anyway, where the press was sitting. Russ gets Kings fans kicked out everywhere he goes. He does. Yeah, he does. He, get, he gets them kicked out everywhere. Yeah, they he need goes. to leave Russ alone, man. Yeah. It, 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 collectively, everybody. Let's By see. the way, did you say you were sitting next to Jason Ross? Yes. Oh, cool. No, that's the wrong person. Cool. Wrong person. Jason from Zach B. Jason Anderson. Oh, Jason Anderson. Okay. I was like, well, great. And Olivia starts at 1140 next week. 
<laughs> wonderful. Just rally him up and send him down. Damien, I would never. All right. Although yeah, you did say you could be bought for T-Mobile, I might be bought. Don't for, hey, they got the money of God down there. Don't hey, you gotta get don't, a bag. Don't, you gotta don't, get a bag. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who, who am I to say all, don't get a bag? All, all bags are full. Like if you got to take it, <laughs> take it. Um, and you stayed. Like I, I did. Like I, I was thinking about oh, because she wasn't texting us during the game or anything. Mm-hmm. She did stay the whole game. She had videos of the the press conference and the the DPOG chain and all of that. Like you, you was. That was a that was a hell of a game to cover for ESPN thirteen twenty. <laughs> it was a rough night too. It was like a monsoon out here. I'm telling you, oh. I took time to do my hair. I curled it up, had a cute outfit on. By the time I got into the stadium, we just looked a mess. All the women <laughs> and the crypto that night, we just looked a, a mess, just crazy. I'm like, oh god, I'm going to take a selfie with Mark Jones looking like shredded wheat. But he took a picture with me, so that was nice of him. And I, I stayed because the game was so exciting. I wanted to go and listen to De'Aaron and, and Malik in the press conference talk about how much fun it was and how excited they were. And they were just like, we're not afraid of anybody. It's all we're getting press. after it. It was an all-time press conference, too. It was. That that was, was, a, it was, was an all-time, all-time press conference. Absolutely. Um, so our guy Kyle Draper, he was talking about something a couple weeks ago when we had him on, and we kind of brought it up again. And we heard you talking about – you know, it's time for, you know, national media to see the Kings on this national stage and all this other stuff. I agree with you. But he brought up the fact of, like, maybe we need to, like, just let that go. Because half the time, these people in the national media, they don't know what they're talking about anyway when it comes to the Kings because they don't watch it. And you'll get on there in the playoffs anyway. So his his thing was we need to just stop complaining about the national media and the coverage and lack of national TV games and just focus on what the Kings are doing. What you think about that take? I think you can do two things at once. You can focus on how great they're playing, give them the love they deserve. And I mean, there are plenty of teams that we see in, in various leagues that aren't wonderful right now and haven't been for a few years, but they continue to get national games. The Kings are doing something incredible. It's not like, oh, they're barely making it into the playoff picture. They're in second place. They went from the bottom. Now we're here. So we deserve to be on national television. Now, whether or not we complain about it every day, we attack people on Twitter. I mean, I I really don't know if there's any point to any of that. But I do think we deserve some recognition. We We deserve a national audience. And I think if we do that, we can change the hearts and minds of some fans and to understand that it's no longer acceptable to just continue to dump on this team. If they see them play, to see their style, see their coach, their staff, and the way they work, I think you'll get even more fans across the get more bandwagoners, more beamers. All I hope that's not a drug. You know, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like the beamers all around the country. Like the beamers, uh, I'm with that. Uh, I'm with that. Um, Beam kingdom. You know, at this point, we're talking about going going one and zero every day. I just want the Kings to come out of tonight's game healthy. The way last night went yeah. in the NBA with KD getting hurt in warm-ups, Luka Doncic playing hurt, uh, Ingram hurting his ankle, uh, all of that. Uh, let's avoid that yeah. uh, because that's one thing the Kings uh, have going for them. And, you know, Alan Hahn joined us earlier. Great point he made. These are two teams really similar in that aspect. Julius Randle's played every game this season. Uh, they haven't been dealing with injuries and you know these these guys want to get out there and play. Neither one of them load manage or sports science or do any of that stuff. They get out there and they play basketball if they're healthy enough to do it. Well, you know, part of the game is staying healthy, and for those folks who 
take it out on other teams and players. Oh, well, if Ja wasn't hurt, the Warriors wouldn't have won. Or if, if KD had played here, like, yeah, things could change. The universe changes when people come in and out. Like, you never know what's going to happen. But part of the game is staying healthy. Mm-hmm. And the Kings, luckily, have not lost any players for any significant amount of time. And right now, it's really just staying consistent with what they're doing. You don't have to do too much. You're in second place. Other people are still trying to climb into the playoffs, trying to avoid the playoff tournament. So for me, it's I, I hope they stay healthy. I hope they continue to play the way they are and they're managing minutes as the game goes on, you know, when De'Aaron Fox is likely to come out and be substituted in and when Domas is like, keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully those kind of things are, are have allowed us to stay healthy the way that we have, you know, there've been injuries here and there, but again, nothing too significant and uh, they don't need to change up anything. Keep playing how they're playing. But I do think there is something to thinking about the wear and tear that these athletes are going through. They're young players. I mean, they're, they're playing AAU ball very young. They're playing that for years. They're traveling the country. Then there's college. Then there's G League, potentially, depending on, you know, how they enter the league. And there's Summer League, the European. Like, there's a lot. And we know they get paid a ton of money to do what they do, and we ask a lot of them as fans. But to see them go down and continue to succumb to these injuries back-to-back, like, there has to be something said for, um, you know, how much we're asking of them and also the potential of shortening the season, And we've talked about this before, and I'm the only one who's for it. I'm for shortening every season. Baseball, we can cut off 80 games. Basketball, let's start in, I don't know, November, December. But I think about all that stuff because of the way the demands on their body and their time. And I I feel like we can get some longevity out of more players if they weren't having to play as many games and play for as long as they do throughout the season Uh, and off season. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I get that as well. But I always go back, Olivia, to – like, what were we doing? We weren't sitting around load management. I know this sounds like an old man argument, but we played in worse conditions every single day from sunup till sundown. Like, we were on asphalt every single day, you know, and I think the playing isn't as much. Now, this is nothing that you could do about, like, NBA guys or whatever, but I don't think the playing AU and all this stuff is as much of an issue as it is the, as they say, the specialization of it all, right? Because I'd play basketball a lot of the times, but then I'd play football. And, you know, I'd try playing baseball and all this other stuff as opposed to, I see it today, kids at seven, eight years old, like working out five days a week only on basketball. Like I don't think that helps the whole situation. So I don't know if it's necessarily like playing AAU. It's just – not allowing your body as you're growing to do different things. I think that has a lot to do with it. Well, I'm with you. I played sports year round from tennis to soccer, to basketball, back to tennis. And all those things can contribute to your success in the next sport, getting your legs and soccer helped me with tennis and um, defense and tennis helped me do better in basketball. And yeah, that being able to play multiple sports does set you up for success and that your body is not going to be run down doing the same kind of motions and, and things over and over again. But I think it'll be hard for us to judge what really is the cause of this stuff when we've never taken the time to stop and think and try things like a shorter season, except for when we had the lockout and they started in December. We Right now, we're all just guessing. And what we did as 10-year-olds and 15-year-olds playing year-round on our knees, our elbows, our legs, very different than 35-year-old men or 30-year-old men who are, like we said, doing all of this specialty stuff now uh, year-round and and going hard at it, too. It's not like 
you know, we, we hear about their diets, we hear about their exercises and baths and massage, like they're doing a lot to themselves. But the direction that we're seeing in all sports is adding more games. The football season's longer, the baseball season's longer. Uh, everything is longer. So we, we don't have any way to measure whether or not we can look back in history um, and see what shorter seasons did. That we also had different rules. And now players are set up to be a little bit more taken care of um, on the foot on the field, especially in football. But it's it, to me, it still seems like it, it's difficult, obviously, for these superstars to be going in and out and um, not suffering injury the way that we're seeing right now. Hey, real quick, didn't people get hurt during that strike that COVID shortened season? And they shortened the season, and people and they were talking I'm about sure. everybody was getting hurt. I think they were trying to was say that it was the year the all the stars to, were hurt. Like, yeah, remember, like it there was, a, was there was a stretch and... where like it was just star after star after star after star after star right. getting hurt. Right, and, and I think LeBron and, and said Jamal something Murray or something like that. And and they talked about how, and there's no perfect like this. Here's the argument: there's like there's no perfect answer to it because they're like, oh man, you're running these two seasons back to back to back, and you're wearing the guys down. Well, half the league didn't play back to back seasons, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there was like a three month off period before the bubble came you know what I mean like or two months or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be that's so, where we got skinny Jokic that's when we got skinny Jokic right but like that was the whole thing like they shortened the season it was only 72 games and half the league didn't play that whole time and then it was like oh these they, they were off too long and that's why everybody was getting hurt so well there's a, a causation and correlation right like we have to think about whether or not those things are the reason, shortened season, longer seasons, whatever those things are. And I, I don't know if there is a study out there that has allowed us to come to any kind of conclusion because we're obviously still trying to figure these things out. Mm-hmm. But I, I just understand the desire for a, a shortened season um, and, or maybe, I don't know, just something to help try to protect these players. But at the same time, yeah, injuries are going to come. It's part of the game. And that's why you got to build a roster that uh, of people who can come off the bench and sustain uh, your team. And like I said, I mean, we've talked about this before. The Kings have done an excellent job at finding people who can come in and out, whether they're injured or not. If they're just coming in for a few minutes, um, mm-hmm. we've got a great roster. They, let's all pray they continue to stay healthy through the next few weeks of the season. Uh, two quick things. All-Stars, that condensed season, missed 19% of games. That's mm. the highest in history. So that is 100% Jeez. the season that you're referring to. Two, it's probably, and I know in sports media nobody wants to acknowledge this because you have to have a take and you have to be right and it has to be your way. But the fact is it's probably a combination of all of this stuff and a variety of things we haven't talked about. You talk about, Kenny, um, and well, both of you, Olivia, about specialization and, and, and kids being so focused on one simple thing. And a lot of that is because, well, they see Dame and Steph and, and LeBron and they're focused. They're so hyper-focused. The Kobe, the Mamba mentality, right? You're so focused, you're so focused. And you're going to go out there and you're going to have a trainer who's got you running around chairs and hitting you with baseball bats mm-hmm. and having like a 10-foot net so you got to shoot over it and all of these different crazy things, we'll right? See. Okay, but that's all right. But the 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 other side of that is okay. That's that's like that's what. You, but did you see the foam rolling and the stretching mm-hmm. and all of the prehab stuff? Did you see what they were eating? Do you know that they spend a million dollars on a chef? Do 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 you know all of those little different things? And those things aren't getting picked up. And that's not just by ten year olds or thirteen year olds or seventeen year olds. That's by people in the league. That's Dwight Howard eating candy before games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's stuff that you you, you don't think about until you have to think about. Uh, you know, Chris Paul. 
Chris Paul is resurging in his career. He went vegan, and he and he's and he's and he's and he's not eating any meat during the season. He was like thirty five when he did that. Thirty five that he's he he looked at his diet and started to do things differently. Um, it, it's are are you okay? Are they coming for you? <laughs> that's, that's Los Angeles, but hey, just just let us know. Just wave down. We'll send the authorities if you need us to. Uh, I I don't think there's an easy answer to this load managing thing. It's why it's always funny to me when Adam Silver, that question is broached to Adam Silver because I don't think there's any way uh, he can have an answer to it. But the fact is the two teams that are playing tonight, they don't load manage. Uh, (laughs) They don't load manage, and I don't know that their fan bases would allow them uh, to load manage. And I think this is a really intriguing matchup with uh, Domas and Julius Randle. Like these are – Different but similar type players at that position. Yeah, different, but I feel like Domas goes a little bit faster. There are a number of superstars right now that I feel like move in slow motion. And when I'm watching them, it's it's Luca, it's Nicola. I'm just like, it doesn't seem like they should be as unstoppable as they are. I don't know if I'm the only. Doesn't maybe it's graceful? Like they like maybe they move with like a. Well, I don't know that I'd put Luca in this category. Maybe graceful is a better word than slow. I don't feel like Jokic moves slow. Um, Domas isn't exactly fast. I, I I I get I I get what you're saying. They're they're method- They're cerebral. Yeah, as good old Jr. would say, <laughs> uh, cerebral assassin. <laughs> I, I don't I don't mean that. I don't mean cerebral. I do mean physically. It like looks they like when slow? they're thinking about oh. what their moves, they look slow to me. Not crazy oh. slow. But I feel I'm looking at it, I'm thinking we can't get over there and double team. Why, why is he able to get into the lane like this so quickly? And I, I need to many, just go to I need to go to a game in person. You've and been watching too it. many De'Aaron Fox highlights. That's what it is. That might be whole, it. You think, whole, you think the whole league is you know should move like Fox, but it's like that's not how it works. Like De'Aaron is unique. Yeah. He is. He's very unique. But I, I'm I'm intrigued by the matchups tonight. I, I'm pretty confident that Domas and the rest of the crew uh, they're going to be able to to hold the Knicks back. Um, but they, they got to be tough. They got to be tough. I think Domas is going to get beat up a bit. We're going to might, we might see some cuts, well, some bruises, some head wounds. That's every night game. Doesn't yeah. I think Mark Jones noted the game doesn't officially start until Domas has a bruise somewhere <laughs> or until he has two fouls or that, <laughs> or that. And, and we'll point this out again. It's, it's, it's worth repeating. De'Aaron Fox didn't play against the Knicks the first time around. Uh, at the Garden. So this will be his first matchup against this version uh, of of the New York Knicks. First one did not go well. Uh, King scored 99 points in that one. Uh, mm. Lost by double digits. Julius Randle had a day before getting tossed. Uh, and there was a moment where you thought, okay, this is where the Kings can make a run. And then they didn't. It just didn't happen for them. It was just one of those games where it just, it just, it just flat out did not happen. Uh, oh, I, I, I was, I was, Curious to hear your thoughts on the John Morant situation. You're always very uh, thoughtful mm. on that. Uh, but this is going to have to be a seven-day tease um, because Jaws, in fact, not going to be playing by the time we talk to Olivia next. So this, they'll, they'll still – and Lord knows what's going to happen. But, Ja, if you're listening, calm the hell don't down. show up in a Sean Kemp jersey. Oh, Lord. It won't be funny. <laughs> Just get that note out to him now. But oh, I want to I want to table that because I genuinely do want to hear what 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 you have to say on that situation. Uh, make sure you're following Olivia across all social media platforms. You can get her thoughts on John Morant 
and everything that happens uh, across sports uh, with the game last night. Uh, Olivia, we appreciate you as always. Joe Davidson here to talk. We'll talk Kings. We'll talk Sac State uh, women's basketball. And it's a big weekend at the Golden One Center. Mm -hmm. Doesn't involve the Kings. Oh, but it's a huge weekend everybody wants to be a part of. We'll talk with Joe D when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. continues streaming live on the odyssey app that's right joe d sky river casino that's right uh, the new casino in elk grove we are doing our first ever live broadcast uh, what day sky river casino one week from tomorrow next friday we're doing it in their sports bar we'll be on stage we'll be doing the show live and surrounding us will be Television upon television upon television upon television mm. uh, airing the NCAA tournament. Have you seen the well, sports Well, you know what? I can vouch that that facility is outstanding down in Elk Grove. It's it's booming. It's popular. And March Madness, baby. That, yes, that sports bar that we're going to be at is crazy. The, the walls with the TV. It It's it's perfect. Perfect. I'll be I'll be at Golden One in the, in the thick of the mm. – March Madness. I got a story running this Sunday in the Sacramento Bee on, you know, March Madness is coming back. And, and you know, we don't have to underscore this, guys. This is a big deal for this city. You know, you get March Madness. What, what happens when you get a nice new arena? You get events like this. Mm-hmm. And March Madness came here shortly after the arena was constructed. Uh, that was before DOCO. Mm-hmm. And then 2020, um, it was going to come back. And then days before the pandemic wiped everything out. So now it's back again. Sacramento State is the host school. Doesn't mean it's being held at Sac State, but they're the host school uh, with athletic director Mark Orr and their crew. And um, it's a cool deal. So the first two rounds, well, no one Sunday with Selection Sunday could have UCLA coming up yeah, as, a, yeah. as a top seed. But uh, they always sell out. It's always a big deal. Um, you guys will feel that mania down you know, in next Thursday. Um, people really dig this. And, and it's funny how the – um, the office pools, you get people who are hardcore basketball people who get skunked yeah, they're in the office lose. pools because they're losing to people who don't know basketball but love the mascots. Yeah. Oh, I like the Salukis. I don't know what it is or where they are, but I'm going with them all the way. Jennifer and HR is absolutely <laughs> winning the, the pool. Yeah, that doesn't know how many, what conference these teams are in. Yeah, it's because we think we're smarter than everybody. That's that's why we lose. We think we're smarter than everybody, and we convince ourselves that, yeah, no, there. I I know why this two can beat 15. Here, let me explain to you why this 15 can beat the two, though. I'm going to tell you right now why Richmond is going to beat uh, UConn. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because I like spiders. I don't like spiders, but I'll root for spiders (laughs) because it's a cool mascot. Uh, well, let's start there. Uh, we're talking NCAA tournament with our man Joe Davidson from Sacramento Bee, and obviously the women, Mark uh, Mark Campbell, and 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 those Sac State women accomplished something extraordinary yesterday, uh, winning the Big Sky Conference, and now moving on uh, to the NCAA tournament. Historically, you've been around for it for a long time. What's that mean for Sac State and and that program and that university? Oh, just tremendous. Two years ago, three wins. Three wins. Wow. They've had three winning seasons before this season in Division One over the last 30-plus years. It just couldn't get going at Sac State. And here comes Mark Campbell, the fabulous assistant coach at the University of Oregon, big-time recruiter, great personality, great teacher of the game. He, he takes the job at Sac State, big project. 
Last year, they win 14 games, probably the most improved women's team in America, Division One. This year, they're 25 and seven. They, you know, you win the Big Sky Conference tournament, you get an automatic big. So they they've arrived. You got nine new players this year, uh, just tremendous. I, I he's such an excellent recruiter. I think they're going to be a powerhouse in the Big Sky. And if you keep winning that tournament, then you'll keep going to the NCAA. They'll probably be a 16 seed and take on a, a high seed like a Stanford or something. But that's that's the first step. Is you just get good enough to get in there. Um, so I was talking to Mark Orr, the athletic director. He was up at Boise watching the game, known him forever, and he's part of the whole March Madness coming to Golden One. And he was hilarious on the phone. He's ecstatic. He's excited for his school and his team. And he goes, hey, I'm going to get a hold of Mark Reinhardt of it at the Kings and see if we can't get a green beam, you know, kind of flash one up in the, off, off of a golden one for the, the, for the green Hornets and all that. But uh, that's how, that's how excited they are. And, uh, you know, senior players, um, there's a girl named Jordan Oliveras from Seaside, California, oh, um, Monterey County. And she's a, a fourth year senior. She's the longest tenured Hornet. She had career high, 26 points. Coach Campbell says you can't watch it without feeling inspired. She's just grit and effort. And she's overcome three win seasons, a COVID season, coaching chain, and she stuck it out. And so he's excited for for her and kudos to her for sticking around. She had every reason to say, I, I don't need this anymore, but but stuck it out. And uh, I think the Hornets are around to stay. I think uh, the men's basketball coach you guys have on regularly, and David Patrick, they got a great hire there. And baseball with Reggie Christensen's been in NCAA regionals and Sac State football three-time conference champion and you know Troy Taylor's now down at Stanford but the rest of the staff is in place so Sac State is looking like a division one college and doing big, big things so it's really cool and you know like you mentioned as well this feels like it, it's just the start of it you know it's just the start of what's going on you talked about uh Mark Mark Orr and what what he's able to what he's been able to put together on that campus with the athletic department and you look at a team making the NCAA tournament that's huge. That puts, if it wasn't already there, that puts your your university on the map. You know, that's unbelievably big for recruiting, not only um, with, with the women's basketball team, but the men's basketball team, football, what they had this year. And it's just a culmination of these good stories and things coming together for this university at the right time altogether. You know, it's, it's tremendous. And Mark Orr is a homegrown product. Uh, Christian Brothers High School star in Sacramento played at Cal. Uh, he's got uh, family still here. He got hired here, I think, in 2017. Um, and he said at that introductory press conference, "We're gonna we're gonna get Sac State on the map." And you know, ESPN Sports Center tweeted out a thing about Sac State women winning the tournament. So that's as big as exposure as you can get. And uh, you know, and it starts with. I don't want to sound like a cliche, but you got to have good people. You got to have good coaches. And Mark Orr has found those coaches. And will David Patrick be here a long time in men's basketball because he's he's going to get looked at? And same with Mark Campbell, the women's coach. Um, yeah, that that concerns Mark Orr, the athletic director, just like it did, you know, the, the concern that other schools were going to look at Troy Taylor and Stanford getting him in football. But you worry about what you got now, and and uh, you know that'll we'll, we'll we'll worry about that later is what he's basically saying, but uh, I, I think Sac State will continue to recruit well in women's basketball, and they'll just keep reloading. I mean, that's going to be, you know, what about the gym? It's not a very good gym. And he said, I don't, Mark Campbell, Sac State coach, said, I don't, we're not looking for players who are interested in only in the gym. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between men and women. Mm-hmm. Men men are, 
I think are probably more inherently they, they want to have the big arena and the splash and all the women don't care. They just want to play. Mm-hmm. And I think they value a full athletic scholarship and what that means more than guys. Women don't, you know, we don't see women basketball clogging up the transfer portal like we do in football and men's basketball. So that that's that's a refreshing No, they out there though. Ah, <laughs> transfer portal do stay a little <laughs> little bit little bit active. Oh, it, it stays very active. And the thing that's goofy about the I think the portal's a great idea. It helps kids get another opportunity. But you get so many of these kids who have been offered multiple scholarships mm-hmm. for full athletic scholarships where most kids don't. And then they become impatient and they don't agree with the coach or they're not playing and outside influence is saying you should go here. So then they jump into the portal, whether it's a basketball or football, and a lot of them don't land. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, and what are you going to do? Go back to the original school? That's not going to happen. So there's almost too many kids in the portal and not enough spots to land. I, I just, I was telling Damien earlier, I'm so happy for this this women's basketball team and what they were able to achieve. And and I think we were trying to figure this out the other day when they won the first game, the quarterfinal game or whatever. But was that the first – Was What's the furthest any Sac State basketball team had gone in any of these uh, conference tournaments before what they just did? Well, the you know a men or women team at Sac State had never even been to a semifinal mm-hmm. in a Big Sky conference, and that's been almost thirty years. And so it's all this new stuff for the women. Um, first time Big Sky champion, first time. Uh, in a quarterfinal, semifinal, and a final in a conference tournament. Um, UC Davis has done it in women's basketball and men's basketball. They've won the Big West and gone to the NC2A. So that's uh, um, all these remarkable firsts. And, you know, and I'm going to take it another level. You know, this is how good basketball is. We've got the state basketball tournament, March Madness coming with the high school state championships this weekend at Golden One. Sierra College women up in Rockland won the state championship last year, 28 and 3. They graduated everybody or moved everybody on to the next level. Um, and they're back in the state final four with a complete revamped roster with seven players because of injuries or people leaving. Mm-hmm. And it's the 50th year of that program. So that's when Title IX started. And the coach at Sierra College, Brandy Moorish, was telling me that her mother played high school basketball in Chico in the late 60s. And girls back then, this is no joke, were not allowed to dribble more than three times to avoid exertion and fatigue. Oh, come on, man. How far have we come? I mean, it's like, is that, are you underestimating women's athletic and their ability? I mean, holy cow. Now you have women who will, who will zigzag all the way down the court and just, and, and dunk on you. So it's come light years and it's great to see. Well, let's, 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 let's stay there. I do want to talk about the Kings a little bit with you, but before we do, you mentioned this weekend, um, the golden one center, uh, CIF, you know, the California state championships, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the kind of the epicenter of the state here. What are, what are we looking for this weekend at G1C? Well, this is the the long end of an exhausting season. We only have one local team, Sacramento area team. It's the Colfax Girls, 640 kids on their campus up in Placer County. A lot of snow on campus. They just won a NorCal championship. Rexanne Rodriguez uh, Simpton is the coach. She played at Sac State, uh, so she's excited about the Hornets. And they have no Division One prospects. They have no Division Two prospects. They have kids who probably won't even play next year, uh, but they're an easy team to root for. So they're in a Division Three state finals 
on Friday against Los Osos of Rancho Cucamonga, which has a lot of Division One prospects. But, you know, if you look at the open division in high school basketball 10 years ago was created to put the, the big girls in one lot and then big boy basketball in the other for the powerhouse programs. And so we've got Harvard Westlake of Studio City mm. is taking on Saint, um, Santa Maria uh, or, or St. Joseph Santa Maria, which just walloped Modesto Christian, which mm. walloped. Jesuit, so you could just see the the layers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good ticket. It's a good value. Uh, you got a lot of good players out there. Um, small schools, large schools, public schools, private schools. The, the, the open division girls with Midi of San Jose. They have a six foot four freshman who grabs twenty rebounds a game and twenty nine points. I mean, just a phenomenal player. Um, and if Kings fans want to go out there and boo Robert Ory, they can do that. He he'll be out there this weekend. His his son. <laughs> Um, Christian is a 6'3 junior guard for Harvard Westlake, the, the powerhouse team in the open division. Uh, don't boo the kid, but you go, you could boo the dad, you know, because uh, I, I think Kings fans still remember that guy. Yeah. Uh, so you've got NBA kids here. You've got uh, prolific freshmen, uh, five-star recruits. Uh, it's it's pretty good stuff. It's, it doesn't, you know, and, and Golden One and Argo Arena have been a staple for the state championships for pretty much 30 years. So yeah. it's a cool deal. And the, the whether it was the Maloof ownership group, the Jim Thomas ownership group or the Vivek ownership group, they've done a great job working with the CIF to make it affordable to rent it in the CIF governing body. They want the kids to have a a great wow experience in a, in a phenomenal gym. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask you about that, Joe, because you know me, I love the state championship being here. I love everything that they do with the CIF. And I remember there was some talk a couple years ago about, you know, trying to get it to the Bay Area. Or I, I know a lot of the people in, in L.A., when I was living down there, they would get frustrated that they felt like they got the short end of the stick. They're like, man, give football to the North and let us have the state basketball championship down here. So there was always, like, talk of moving around, but I'm I'm really happy, it seems like. The CIF seems to be happy with it being in Sacramento, and, and Sacramento works with um, the CIF to make sure it stays here. But you know what, Kenny? Boo on the L.A. people in Southern California because the CIF is always open for business. If you want to put in a bid, if you're at USC, UCLA, Pepperdine, they don't put in competitive bids. Mm. So Golden One just runs away with it. And, you know, the Southern California, there's a little arrogance. Well, we win all the titles. Why don't we have it down here? Then have somebody bid. Mm. Put a bid in. You know, how did go, how did Golden One get the March Madness for, for next weekend? They didn't just raise their hand and hope somebody picked them. You had to put in bids. There's 300 or so schools bidding for those. Mm-hmm. And so it's really comp- uh, competitive. So, um, you know, Sac State hosted the state football championships for about three or four years, a few years ago, because they won the bid. But mostly the bids have been has remained down south. Mm-hmm. Um, state CIF track and field has been locked in at in Fresno. Fresno, why would you do Fresno? Because they put the best bids in. Good weather, good media coverage, big venue. Um, so that's how those work. But selfishly, I like it here. I, I like when, when basketball's here. You know, could you imagine driving down to the grapevine this weekend? I don't oh, think so. Oh, goodness. <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. We ain't, we ain't going nowhere for our basketball. <laughs> we got the tournament coming up. We've got the uh, CIF uh, championship this weekend, uh, and we've got the Sacramento Kings and the Knicks tonight. Mm. Joe, before we let you go, we, you don't cover the team as closely as you used to, but, man, it's got to be fun for you. You've been oh. around some bad basketball. 
Oh, bad community service basketball. You know, like when you go face the judge and you had a carpool violation, said you will go watch the Kings and you'll enjoy it. Um, 10 years ago or whatever. Uh, yeah, I covered my share of the Kings and the NBA. Um, I'll be all over it if they get in the playoffs, which seems like it's going to happen yeah. um, because this, this city soaks up that um, interest and coverage. And, and this fan base is long overdue. I mean, they have, they, they have waited. You know, you think about the fans. It's not so much how much they've spent on tickets, but the investment of interest and time and all those heartbreaks over the, the years. But they're they're here and got the New York Knicks in town, nationally televised game. Uh, we were talking off the air. Um, the Kings, um, what's not the like? Good guys on the team. Mike Brown, what a good guy coach. Uh, I mean, that stuff matters. De'Aaron Fox is probably the fastest baseline, the baseline guy in the league. It, it, it's a lot like Allen Iverson. You can't. He's going downhill. Uh, Sabonis is is a reminder that big men still matter mm-hmm. in basketball, and so uh, you know we'll see. It's um, you know being a, in the second seed. It's been since two thousand four or something. So so yeah, it's it's great to see. I feel good for guys like Gary Gerald, eighty four years old, still on top of his game. Just did a three thousand broadcast. He's seen a lot of bad basketball. He's had to yes. describe a lot of bad basketball. Now, I mean, I heard him for the overtime games driving home from the section basketball championships from golden one, when he did the double overtime, 176, 175 game at the Clippers, he was on top of his game. I was like, this is wild. Uh, That was a final score. And I finally got home and I'm watching it on TV. I couldn't believe that. I mean, just where's that come from? It's just insane. So it's good for everybody. It's good for the Sacramento. It's good for downtown. Um, And, and it looks like the Kings are going to be, going to be a tough out in the playoffs. You know, and it, it, Joe, you talk about what it does for this city, and it just it elevates everybody in this city when the Kings are good. We always talked about it, you know, on the show even before, because Sacramento's kind of a different place than it was in 2005, right? We're like, man, I wonder what it'd be like. It's kind of more of a city feel now or whatever, as opposed to the Cowtown, you know, back then or whatever. Like, what would it be like? And I always tell people, I was like, you know, they say nothing's going on in Sacramento. I was like, look. The Kings are the heartbeat. If the Kings are good, the city's good, you know, as far as, like, other things to do. And we're actually seeing it. We were out at the the wrestling last night at AEW, and there was, like, a handful of times. Damien could attest to this. People out of nowhere, light the beam, light the beam during a wrestling event. Like, they they love the Kings. They love this team. They're ready for playoff they, basketball. And, you know, the, the beam is, is the greatest – Stroke of genius. And and how fun is that? And at first people thought around the country, oh, this is campy and this is this is so sacrament. So what? Shut your face. This is good. This is fun. McClatchy High School, your alma mater, Candy, they yeah. they did like the beam throughout the high school girls basketball playoffs. Yeah. You know, so you could have fun with it. And uh I think it I I like hearing Coach Mike Brown saying we need to make it a brighter beam. I live way up highway fifty in Alorado Hills. I want to be able to see that. And so I had more wattage and all that. And uh um you know so that's uh we all remember Arco Arena and it was surrounded by all of this undeveloped land right there where the arena was mm-hmm. because the thought was you know in the 80s and 90s and 2000s that it'll just be a bustling epicenter never happened it's it's going to happen at, at doco and we've seen glimpses of it and if they have outdoor viewing parties during the playoffs that place will pack out mm, yeah. and it'll be a great time yep. and if you're a business owner right there uh, that's that's gold and so that's good for sacramento and uh you know i remember when golden one so where are people gonna park 
they found a way. You find a way. I, I love thinking back to that. Oh, so co- hokey and so campy. Yeah, until they realized it seems go- that the thing going to be lit 50 times. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it wasn't so hokey anymore. That's uh, exactly right. Wait till it gets lit in the playoffs. Oh, man. Come on. Woo. Championship beam. Oh, come on. Well, okay, okay come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down. Okay. Joe, we appreciate you, man. You're the best. Thank you, my brother. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you soon. Have fun next Thursday when you're not signing autographs and you're on the air and you got games here and Kenny's going to be it, trying to evaluate Joe, that game and sign an autograph over here. It's, no, just, it, it's good. Joe, It'll be good yeah, chaos. I, that's what Kenny will be doing. I'll, I'll be manning the broadcast. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> People will be moving me out of the way to get to Kenny. Here's the deal, Joe. I heard you. I, I got to correct you because I heard you say, oh, man, I'm going to be at the Golden One. No, no, no. It's Friday. That's the off day for Golden One. So if you want to come down, come oh, on. Oh, so you guys are going to be down there Friday. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be on Friday. Yeah. The, game, the games are on Thursday and Saturday. But you know what? I'll get a couple beers in me and heckle you guys. Well, that's, that's all right. That's what we love. That's what we love. Encouraged. Let's go. That's get okay. hydrated. That's, 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 that's what the live broadcast is all about, Joe D. <laughs> Appreciate you, my you brother. Man, Joe. All right, guys. Good all to right. talk to you.